I watched After Death from 1915. And this is one of the most unusual films I've watched to this point in the chronology. In fact, I'd say it is the most unusual. It's a very strange mix of dream sequences and fantasies. It's directed by Yevgeny Bauer, if I'm saying that correctly. It's a Russian film, the second Russian film I've watched so far for the podcast. And it gave me a glimpse into what was happening cinematically outside the United States in 1915. It's definitely different than most of the American films I've watched so far. The only one that's been similar is The Avenging Conscience, D.W. Griffith's 1914 foray into the nascent horror genre. I've seen dream sequences in previous films and some fantasy elements. Uh, The Dante's Inferno had fantasy. There's been several dreams. But after death pushes the boundary on what I've seen so far. The entire film is a back and forth between events happening to the characters and then dreams they have, either sleeping dreams or waking fantasies. The plot is super simple. A studious young man is taken to a party where he sees a woman that he finds pretty. Not long after that, he sees her singing on stage. And then after that, he receives a letter from her asking him to meet her in the park. They meet. They have this really awkward, puzzling exchange. She tells him that she has a lot to say to him. He responds by saying he's ready to listen, but that he's surprised by the situation because he lives a scholar's secluded life. She says that she realizes she's made a mistake and she runs off. And that's the extent of their interaction. Three months later, he finds out she committed suicide. He realizes he had feelings for her. He visits her family. They are very open to They show him the suicide note. They show him her diary. And the suicide note says she killed herself out of unrequited love. And now he's racked with guilt because he was in love with her, but he was too shy to let her know. It was just too awkward. And he spends the rest of the film having numerous spooky dreams and visions of her ghost visiting him. He grows ill. Eventually he's bedridden. He's still dreaming. He'll be awake one moment with his mother there, and then the ghost will walk up or the vision, and she'll be gone, and the mother, it's very... It's very weird. And then the film ends with him dying in his mother's arms after one last visit from the girl's ghost. As a realistic depiction of human behavior, the film falls flat. But for the visuals and the concept, it's a stunning success. The dreams and the ghostly visits are very innovative, very unsettling. Some of them would work in a modern film. Obviously, it would have to look a little different because this is a very old, grainy, chopped up print. But there's a sequence in a field with the ghost in white, and it it definitely earns its admission price just for those scenes alone. I don't have too much to say about it, and so I thought maybe since this is the 50th film that I've watched as part of the podcast so far, it might be fun to look at what I've watched because round numbers 50, I don't know, that people seem to like top 10s and top 50s and top 100s. And the internet loves metrics, so... In the written post, I broke it down, basically, how many films I watched per year. I'm not going to go through the list. It'll be too repetitive for the podcast. But if you're interested, you can see it in the written thing below. It's worth noting that I didn't see anything from 1907. That's the only year, 1899 to 1915. 1907 was the one year somehow I missed all the films. And 
if you actually want to see kind of a retrospective like that, you can, of course, go back through the old podcasts. But if you're on Letterboxd, at the end of each, early on, it was kind of groups, like when I would do a certain number of films and it felt like enough. But now it's each year. So 1915, uh, in fact, there's just a couple more films left. I've already shared the list of 1915 films at the end of 1916. So you can go to Letterboxd and see, if you're not familiar with it, it's a cool kind of movie social media type site for movies and you can see my lists I make for the different groupings different years so you can see the the 15 films that I'm covering for 1915 even though I've only this is the 13th there's still two more to go you can get a sneak preview of the next two and I should also mention that what I'm doing or at least the way I'm doing it is not an exact science I'm learning a lot as I go along. So it's very possible I've missed some must-sees from past years, maybe 1907, for example. And I'd really love to hear from those of you with more knowledge on this topic than me, or even just opinions about what I may have missed or what I should be sure to watch in the future. If you can think of some movies that you think definitely should be on the all-the-movies list, even if it's from 1975 or 2010 or whatever, you know, I'll add it to the list. I've got a long list of movies to work through. And yeah, so if you are interested, down below I also broke down how I watched the movies. There were 20 that I watched on YouTube, 16 on a Blu-ray, 13 on a DVD, one I watched on Prime. And I broke it down by directors and such too. So all that info is down there. But 50 down, about 2,500 to go. And next I'm going to watch The Golden Chance from 1915, directed by Cecil B. DeMille.